from the White Letter Production Studios in Los Angeles, California. I'm Ellie Unger-Sargon, and this is The Cut Podcast. I'm sitting here with Aubrey Taylor in Atlanta, Georgia. And Aubrey uh, was responsible for organizing the Atlanta leg of the Cut Tour. Uh, and she's a very prominent activist in her own right. Um, so uh, I just thought it would be a really good opportunity to talk to you about um, some aspects of this issue that don't often get talked about. Okay. And I think you're a very interesting person to provide that perspective. Um, so why don't we start with you sort of explaining to our audience how you came to this issue, because I, I find your story to be very interesting and, and, and different. Of course, you can watch my video about I Love Foreskin <laughs> and hear my story there. But, you know, I just, like, always intuitive knew. And then one day when I was, like, 20 or something, I don't know, I just uh, I found out how they got from A to B. And, like, the whole reality just, like, came crashing in. I didn't even know how to use a web browser. (laughs) I found um, circumcision quotes um, by, like, searching. The first thing that came up on the screen was, like, find out if your web name you want is taken or some weird thing like that. So I was like, circumcision, you know, like I just didn't even know what I was doing. And I found circumcision quotes through like some back way. (laughs) And um, my internet was dial up and I had no access to like the video that they had, but the audio came through and I was just like, oh my, I cried all night. It was horrible and sad. And um, so like, literally I was like, going to end it before I knew that there was anybody else like out there who cared you know like that there was a movement or anything I remember talking on the phone with a girlfriend of mine because I had been like acting on my instinct and telling people like yeah that's not really cool I mean it's a normal body part why do you want to cut that off I didn't have any education or anything to like back me up and you know people were like it's just dead skin I had one guy <laughs> early on told me it was just dead skin and I was like oh my god so um so I was really passionate about it before I like had any you know experience or education or anything so it's always been just because I am that kind of person (laughs) just to be like I see something that's messed up and I'm all about fixing it now you talk in your video about um how your experience of men both with foreskin and circumcised men also sort of helped to reinforce uh, your views on this. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that came about and what that meant? Yeah, that was, um, might have been my third penis (laughs) Um, exposure. Uh, But it was literally like, all the pieces of the puzzle just falling into place, like like a light bulb. I think it's funny the way cartoons, being a little light bulb, but it was literally like that. Like, the realization was immediate. Like, I stroked his penis, and it was like, oh, my God. I know why I was uncomfortable. I know because it was just so natural and so exactly what needed to be there that I just, 
it, it was there was no question to me and it was amazing even at the same time like how can anybody else not see the obvious so um answer your question <laughs> yeah I mean the reason I'm, I'm sort of bringing this up is because there's a there's a perception out there especially in our culture that um, women prefer circumcised men yeah um, and so it's just striking to hear a testimony from a woman who really doesn't have that view um, so I was wondering if yeah if you could just talk a little bit yeah. a little bit about that and um, this um, in the larger context of the cost of circumcision now of course it's um, sort of on a different order than the the sorts of things that people talk about from the a male perspective, effects, right. but it does seem to be a, a, a peripheral effect that it will affect um, the sexual experience of the person's partner. Right, definitely, I think it does. And um, I mean, I understand that I am a particularly sensitive person and uh, I'm a particularly attentive person and not everybody is that way and that's fine. Um, but I do get a little bit baffled when women say that they have experienced both and, you know, either they they think it's fine either way or whatever. And, of course, I've met lots of women who say they prefer foreskin. But for your average woman who's like, eh, nasty, I think that's really just an inexperienced thing and just a, just how what's normal is really really for a lot of people what's considered to be normal has kind of a hold on them and the way that they allow themselves maybe to think about things and so it's really like just a, a mix of inexperience and the the way that our society is just kind of you fit into the groove and you go with what's what's there so I don't know I really I don't blame women for their attitude because it's just like you know if you saw somebody walking down the street without eyebrows you'd be like what the f <laughs> you know and uh, you know you kind of be taken aback and it'd be abnormal to you and whatever so that's what it is to them and that's you know it is what it is um, but of course I I don't allow that to keep me from speaking out against allowing that reaction to cause you to cut a part off of somebody else's body that's just not acceptable <laughs> so you think it's just a matter of there are fewer intact men in this country than circumcised mm -hmm. men and it's just a matter of familiarity I, I think it's totally all about that exposure because like with the eyebrows thing Mona Lisa was beautiful in her time had no eyebrows <laughs> so you know it's just what you know and what you're comfortable with and I think that element Maybe something that we uh, see people argue about. It may be something that people like come up with right away when they are defending circumcision. But as far as like the real factors and the real decision making, I think that's an easily eliminated thing. I don't think that's the real stronghold for um, when it comes right down to the decision making. Right, but it may actually. I mean, it affect does. a man's decision about when they when they know right, that there are women out women. there yeah. who actually do prefer prefer the foreskin and that there are um, sexual benefits to having sex with the foreskin. Can you talk a little bit about that? You you mm -hmm. know, you said you love the foreskin. I do, I love the foreskin. So can <laughs> just talk a little bit in, in more detail about what okay. it will will earn our explicit tag on this podcast. I love foreskin for a lot of really subtle intimate reasons. 
and I'm, I'm sure there it's it's physical, but a lot of it is psychological. Of course, so much about sex is psychological, but like, oh, I was listening to your other podcast, right? And you said some something that amazed you that you hadn't heard was the, about the internalization of the penis that it's more feminine and that you know like circumcision really like externalizes and masculinizes or whatever so there is like this soft subtle um thing about the intact penis that is like it's more intimate it's more it's almost vulnerable it's um it's softer it has a more organic smell um it's knowing that it's an internal structure and of course I'm the kind of person who like totally dissects my psychology so maybe other people like will not know what I'm talking about or maybe never recognized it or whatever but it's like you're dealing with a very fragile thing you know it's almost like to me intimacy is a delicate thing and um, not to say that it can't be, you know, like <laughs> wild and crazy or whatever, but an intact man is uh, just, he's just a little more subtle. He's a little softer. He's, um, and his penis is, 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 is like, you can't be rough the way you are with, um, the way you have to be almost sometimes with a circumcised penis because um, it's, it's a more delicate tissue. It hasn't been keratinized. So you can't just like take your dry fingers and rub on an intact glands because that's like, ah, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. And it's like you, you have to treat an intact penis the way you would treat your clitoris. You, you don't just go on with dry fingers and start, you know, rubbing on it. So you, you treat it softer. And so it's, um, and truly, I think, uh, in my experience, Intact men are a lot more responsive. Like the subtle, subtle things that you do make him respond. Whereas, you know, with a circumcised man, you kind of have to really do something to kind of get a reaction. So what it does is I think it slows everything down. And of course, you've heard that thing about do everything twice as slow as you think you're supposed to or whatever. What is it? half as fast and twice as soft or something. Um, <laughs> so it slows everything down. It's just softer, more subtle. Well, if I can just jump in here, it's, it's really um, something I've always wondered about, that you circumcise, you know, most of the guys in a country, and then there's this delta between male sexuality and female sexuality. Yes. And again, we're in a realm that science is, has yet to really dissect properly. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I want to be very clear about that. We're not on sort of firm empirical ground here, but we're speculating. But that's right. all right, because it's a podcast. That's right. what podcasts are meant for. And this is my personal experience. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Right. Um, but I've always wondered um, if a lot of the differences between male and female sexuality that you see in popular culture that are sort of assumed are actually the difference between circumcised mm -hmm. sexuality and intact sexuality. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And it's um and uh, I think part of the dysfunction that we have, well of course, in my opinion, if you cut off part of someone's sexual organ, you're going to create a sexual dysfunction. Um but the things that we 
the underlying automatic assumptions that we have about what men prefer and what women prefer, I think are really like, like just the reaction of this in our society. Um, just the concepts of men being liking different things. Maybe they don't like different things because they're men. Maybe they like different things because they're circumcised. So like with the softness thing, like women always want you to slow the hell down. But when you're with an intact man, I mean, he's probably never been barked at, you know, about <laughs> that kind of, uh, I don't mean to speculate and say 100%, but, um, but yeah, I think when you, when you do that wholesale, as much as we have done in this society and just make it away, make it the way things are, you have these problems. And then not only do you have the problems, but then you have the assumptions that come after the problems. And then you have the assumed proper solution to the problem. And then, you know, I mean, so it's just layer upon layer of effect, you know, that you have. So now we've got um, an automatic assumption that the woman is supposed to supply the lubrication. Not necessarily so. <laughs> men supply, intact men supply a lot of lubrication, something people really don't know about. Um, you have the automatic assumption that men are always going to want rougher sex. And because of that, women have grown this sort of psychological comeback to that, which is they feel like they're being uh, the pleaser or, you know, they're stepping up to the plate if they're the kind of girl that likes rough sex. And I'm not saying it's disingenuous, but I'm saying there's an automatic underlying response that to be a sexually, you know, whatever kind of chick, you're into X, Y, and Z, or, you know, like you, you like your sex a little rougher, and that makes you the... I don't know, the, the more sexually, like, attractive or whatever kind of woman. Um, so there's, a, there's an effect, and then there's the woman's response to all of these effects. And so I think it really does draw us further and further away from what might really be making us happier as far as our sexual relationships go. Um, yeah, that's really interesting because you bring up this, and, and that what we're talking about essentially right now are the ripple effects. Right, ripple effects, definitely. Of um, what just sort of um, culturally we might think, think is a very small change to form, but what it turns out is that what we might think is a small change in form, of course, those of us who are familiar with uh, the effects of circumcision on, on, on the penis know that it's not, it's a pretty radical right, change. Right. <laughs> but, but what would seem like a small change has a large, large ripple effect, and you're getting now into some very interesting territory, which is, what are the cultural impacts of that? And right. then, <laughs> and I, I think this point that you bring up about um, women and what they think they need to be right. in order to be sexually attractive. So they're moving in this direction, whereas normal sex is here, and then circumcised sex is here, and so women feel like, okay, I'm gravitating as if this were normal sex. I'm going to be this way and please in this way. And which would be right, I suppose, you know, for an intact guy if that's, you know. But it has an effect on everybody's perception, you know, because sex is kind of a public thing. I mean, you do, there are some public awarenesses and, and, and uh, you know, underlying assumptions that everybody has that come from conversation or whatever. Um, so then, you know, if you, 
if a woman is used to treating a penis a certain way and then she goes and interacts with an intact man, she, you know, I mean, <laughs> she might be too aggressive or something. Um, I had to learn that myself, that you can't just go, well, I, it didn't take me much to learn it. I, I kind of knew it instinctively. But, I mean, there was definitely an adjustment to be made in the way that you handle the two different penises. And which, oh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that intact men, too, I think they have, uh, it's not a guarantee, you know, everybody's different, whatever, but I think there is a, a subtle understanding that an intact man has about the way that he needs to treat a woman's genitals because he does have internal genitals himself. Whereas a circumcised man, he treats his genitals rougher. And, you know, so if he goes like with the, <laughs> with the dry fingers or whatever, he's not really realizing that that's not really the best. You know, like an intact man knows you don't put dry skin on mucosal tissue because it's irritating. So it's just a tiny, subtle, you know, thing. Maybe they don't even really realize that, that, that they're aware of it, but... And that's very interesting, too, because... Um it would seem then what you're suggesting is that a lot of what happens in sex comes from a sort of reflection on yeah. what feels good to me. Right, totally. And if you're a person who has altered genitals, what feels good to you is not going to be the same thing right. as what feels good to someone who has unaltered, <laughs> right. intact genitals. Exactly. So, yeah, I think, and of course, like I said, I think sex is like, a large part of sex is psychological. Um, and... So not just the ripple effect of of the the physical action and how that changes, but I truly believe that causing a very young infant to go through an extremely traumatizing experience has a real effect on his abilities to to trust and to be open and to be vulnerable. And so there's a certain connection with not your basic one night stand that's all about the physical pleasure of course but I mean a real connection with your lover um, that is supposed to occur between the two people you know because you're you're putting your internal vulnerable body part inside the other person their internal vulnerable place and so I think <laughs> it's supposed to be a place where you let everything go and you let down your guards and you um, and you know you you connect with that person in a place where you don't have fronts and you know whatever and if you have um, a, a wound imposed on you in that place at a very very uh, sensitive time, a very d developmentally sensitive time. I mean, I'm no science major or whatever. I'm no psychologist, but it just seems automatic to me that that, that is going to interfere with that natural process of bonding and letting go of your, you know, all your stuff when it's there in the back in a place that you can't even reach that that real subconscious place where you didn't even know how your patterns have been set and altered. Um, so to me, I think it, uh, I don't know about divorce rates in other countries or whatever, but to me it seems like it would make it harder to connect. And I found 
that I, that I have had a harder time connecting in that real intimate way uh, with men who are circumcised. And you know, it, sure, it could be my predisposed ideas about how circumcision ruins everything, but you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Uh, and um, honestly, I, I have had that experience, so I, I don't think it's just me wanting to blame everything on circumcision. <laughs> Two more questions. Sure. Number one, do you have any advice for uh, intact men hmm. in this country? Um, from your perspective, any advice for them on how they should go about going through life as uh, <laughs> what is uh, an anomaly in our in our society? Uh, yeah, I think um, it's unfortunate that a lot of intact men are feel shy. They feel um, maybe... You know, they're kind of prepared for women to say something nasty about their genitals, and that's terrible. Uh, and it may very well happen, so <laughs> be prepared. But I think confidence is, um, as usual, it's the best advice for anybody. Be confident, but it's hard, you know. Um, but really, I think if you are the one to decide how the woman's going to perceive your genitals, I think she will respond. I think if you're confident about your foreskin and you know why, it's good um, and you know you come across a woman and you know whatever her reaction might be she's gonna she's gonna perceive your you know your level of confidence there and and respond and if you come to the table with I got you know, I got the best right here, um, you know, which is difficult, but, but knowing it literally, knowing that there's literally a reason why you've biologically evolved to be this way and that, um, and understand that her perspective is one of, uh, one that's been given her essentially um, because she's been denied natural exposure and she's been fed these ideas from society that she's going to respond in some way to your genitals, you set the tone, you decide that you know why things are the way they are and that it is good, and um, I think things would be smoother. <laughs> Last question. A lot of guys are going to be listening to this who are cut, circumcised men, uh, and some of them um, may not be completely in touch with the anger that some feel right. about this, but they may, as they become exposed to this information, become more angry, become more despondent, and feel sexually inadequate as a result of it. Do you have any advice for those men? I do. Um, take your time. Don't feel like you're being pressured to feel any particular way about your personal situation. Everybody has a different reaction. Everybody absorbs the information in their own way, in their own time. Some men get it right away, mad right away. Some men understand and are a little more stoic. Just, you know, <clears throat> the, <clears throat> excuse me. Intactivism is full of angry people. <laughs> I mean, and rightly so, but, you know, it's unfortunate that anger can kind of get in the way and, and it kind of makes people feel like they're being pressured to feel a certain way. Um, so, you know, just absorb it the way that you can and, you know, be prepared that you might have a negative reaction once you accept 
the facts. <laughs> but um, I truly, truly was saved that night <laughs> when I was crying and like totally distraught because I actually found uh, a web page about foreskin restoration that, that same night. And just what it did for me, just knowing that men have the option to take some action, to make something different, even if it, even if it didn't affect their sensitivity in any way, it's still just for their psychological state, just for knowing that I can have my body the way I want it, I can do something about this, I can at least have a physical covering over my penis the way it was intended. I mean, just saved me, really. I mean, I was so distraught, and that was like one tiny little glimmer of light. And so if it does that for me, I would imagine that it would do that for a lot of men. So even if you think it's hokey, even if you think it's something that only the crazy fringe do or whatever, have a poker on the Internet, Google foreskin restoration, um, and just read what other men have had to say about it because it's not just the physical thing, I think. It's truly about saying it's my body and it will be the way I want it or it will be the way I was born. Or, I mean, maybe you'll look and decide that you don't want it, but at least you've been there and you know that it's the option for you. That's the point is that it's the option. You ought to have the option. The, the reason that foreskin amputation is wrong is not necessarily about everybody's opinion of what's good or what's bad or whatever. It's that you ought to have the choice. That's the point. So, Aubrey Taylor, thank you so much for thank joining you. us on the Cup Podcast. <laughs> Where can people find uh, your work? And uh, Well, I, I am Aubrey Taylor on Facebook. <laughs> Um, but I do have a YouTube channel, which is What You Never Knew, which is just a capital U instead of Y-O-U. Um, so W-H-A-T, the letter U, U never, never knew. knew um, on YouTube. That's our show. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email them to us at cutdocumentary at gmail.com. And if you like what you've heard today, please support us by buying our film at www.cutthefilm.com. 